Get ready. to the weekly cooldown i am kami jace your host for another episode if you're joining us for the first time this is the show where we usually get to know our guest and we get to know the uh nope if you are joining us for the first time i sometimes mess up this is the show (laughs) where we get to know the gaming news of the week and we get to know our guest usually it is episode 180 of the weekly cooldown and it is february 3rd it's black history month is what you should know. Um, and so for Black History Month, we generally take a break from the gaming news of the week um, or even the really uh, uh, kind of mundane gaming news as a whole. And we discuss being black while doing things in video game, internet, nerdy spaces. Um, joining me today is a friend of the show, uh, Dom. Dom, say hi. Hey, hi. How's it going? How are you today? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, life's moving. Had a little bit too much coffee today, but... <laughs> that, that happens. That happens a lot. Uh, yeah, other than that, I'm staying warm to my best abilities and just, uh, you know, enjoying what we have, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, happy to have you here for the first episode of our Black History Month uh, episodes. Um, yeah, we're going to get <laughs> full turnaround. Yeah, right? yeah, we're on 180 too. That's a, a milestone. 20 more episodes and we'll be at 200. Uh, Good luck and congratulations. Thank you, tired. Um, so <laughs> we're going to um, jump into some questions here, mostly around cosplaying. Um, but before we do that, let's let's actually talk a little bit of, of video games, right? Um, yeah. A little a little happy times. What, what have you been playing this week? What have I been playing this week? Uh... So I've been uh, playing Overwatch 2, which is just Overwatch mm. still. We mm-hmm. can get into it. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush, which mm. kind of uh, took the world by storm. And a little bit of Slay the Spire, so I remember where I came from. <laughs> very good. Yeah. Very, very good. I've got hot takes at all three, if that's the kind of mood you're in ever. Sl- a Slay the Spire, and you said uh, where you come from. What does that mean? Uh, it's so we all have our comfort games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just kind of mean in the sense of, you know, sometimes Overwatch has a bit of a pull on me and sure. makes me mad. And you know, Hi-Fi Rush was the new hotness uh, that everyone kind of jumped onto this past week to talk about in a positive light. Uh, so I want to make sure I'm not falling into any like treadmill type traps or just being a hype beast and slay the spire. Sort of my, you know, go-to game of, you know, if you're moderately proficient at something, you're like in the top group of people at it just because mm-hmm. you've put some time into it um i wouldn't say that i'm good at the game but i i enjoy it a lot and i'm excited for the board game to release so now what are some quick thoughts on hi-fi rush hi-fi rush i like um only main downside that i actually have with it is just that the platforming feels kind of tricky yeah. to get used to just because of the the rhythm mechanic um but otherwise i'm really enjoying it um some weird representation stuff but I'm fine with it. Hey, I'm fine with it. Um, but the main thing that just kind of really bothered me is that it's corny dialogue. Sure. Which is, which is the word we used before everything had to just be cringe. Mm-hmm. And uh, if anyone knows me in person or even on the internet, you know that I love being corny and yeah, campy yeah. And, and ridiculous. But uh, when the trailer just kind of, the release trailer just stealth dropped in the Microsoft event, and it starts with, so that's me. I bet you're wondering how I got here. Yeah. I'm like, hey, yo, didn't we just, like, this whole last week just shit on a game for having bad, like, rote dialogue? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's what's the difference between Frey and Chai? Like, I'm not sure if there's any specific difference between the Forspoken protagonist and the Hi-Fi Rush protagonist, but I'm just curious if there's something that they might have a little bit different, uh, a couple things. Uh, but the dialogue is cheesy. I like it. It's fine. And Forspoken got some laughs out of me from the clips I saw, but it was just that whole thing of... You guys are not giving any grace to this black woman's character being a little bit, not the nicest, and being a little cringe. And then you see Hi-Fi Rush that is just like, what if we just were purposely cringe? And people are like, I love it. Yeah. I'm like, 
man, this game's 110% my jam, but it feels weird to like it, you know? Yeah. I've, I, so, you brought up representation issues, and I'd like to explore that a little bit. Um, but for some reason, upon seeing the trailer, my only, my only reaction to it upon seeing the trailer was like why is the protagonist not black and i don't know why (laughs) my brain went there but i was just very like momentarily incensed that i was not looking at a black person and then i was like never mind (laughs) it's fine i I don't i don't know you know there's the the one little grace i'll give any creator um is that you never know how someone else might read your thing. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. um, so the fact that you have this character who, in order for the plot to work, I think to some degree in their sense of humor, has to be a little little kind of stupid, a little bit like just a slow on the uptake, had to be in a rough enough situation to need to, spoiler alert for the first minute of the game, um, to just say, I'm going to volunteer my body to science mm-hmm. because like that's the straits that I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you give that personality and character archetype to a uh, marginalized character does that say anything unintended not that you should worry about that if you're telling us a colorblind story for the most part sure i'm not all the way through it but at the same time like uh you know it's i wouldn't have mind playing as like a as a black character you know yeah i feel like the beats would be different too like the songs would be different I think that's the other thing that always makes me sad about seeing a lot of music-based games, or whether they're based in rhythm or just have, like, a music aesthetic. Like, there's a, a Slay the Spire-type card game I want to play called Power Chord. I played the demo, and it's more heavy metal aesthetic-based, but it's just mm-hmm. a card game. It's like, this could have been hip-hop-based, but I know gamers, would they have sold as much? Sure. Probably not. The, I think the, the developers just don't have the pat. They're like, "Hey, we're we're metalheads. We're we're not into rap. Like, I wish someone would make that game, but why would I make that game? Which is awesome. I get that, you, but yeah, I um, want a hip hop based rhythm game. I would love one, actually. Yes, but I think the other thing is like, do we think that there are not black people who like heavy metal? Because I love heavy metal. <laughs> so oh, no. like, I have a friend who's into heavy metal. He's making an album. He's one of the most talented guitar players I've ever seen. So it's there, but you can do it. <laughs> You could make like people can make the game with a black protagonist, but anyway, there's nothing to stop. There's two, well, there's at least one black character in the game. (laughs) That is true, and I love him. Um, he's very cool. That's the thing that gave me an eyebrow raise at first. Okay, yeah, talk about that. Uh, so in the game, you play as characters that are named after TE for some reason. I love that actually, which is so funny. It's the kind of goofy stuff I like. Yeah, so the first person you meet that's like an ally is Peppermint, she's that brown kind of character like well you're not black but calling you white would feel incorrect but whatever that's fine Mm -hmm. um but then you get to uh macaron who cute joke you just see red eyes in the dark it's probably a threat oh it's not just this nice gentle guy but like the first thing he does like punch through a wall i'm like oh it's the barrett type character but he's a pacifist get it and i'm like i love the character but my brain just went to it's barrett again you just did barrett but he's a little bit more gentle and it's hard for me not to jump to that because I don't think anything mean was meant other than what if this big guy didn't want to fight, I think is yeah. th- the furthest it got. But there's always that little part of me like, please don't be racist, you guys. Like, I, I just want to yeah. enjoy this. <laughs> I get it. There, there is a little bit of the Barrity thing where he's a big, big black guy who is very powerful, right? It's not like he it's not like he's the peppermint character and the peppermint character is Macron, right? When that would have been a little bit more... Um, out of the box, I want to say, right? Yeah. You have like a smaller, uh, kind of more fiery kind of black male who is the brains behind the operation, and then you have a big hulking woman instead of a big hulking black man. So yeah. I, I definitely get where you're going with that. But there's other characters. I, I don't think they meant anything ill will towards. Like, no, the first I absolutely boss do you not. fight is like Rekka. She's like a brown woman who's like res- has a wrestling motif. I'm like, yeah. why she's saying her name in the third person? Oh, she's a pro wrestler and. That's that's not an inaccurate hobby for black people. Right. So I'm like, okay, this is cool, you know. I, I, so we have like a bigger woman in there, you know. We have a JoJo, you know. We have a little bit something for a everybody. Very so. good JoJo <laughs> reference, like a very not even trying to hide it JoJo character. No. <laughs> it's just like I there's a that. JoJo character who I was a little let down at his final beat, but in a, in a yeah, you wanted one thing and they did something else that was good, and you're like ah shucks. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Again, no need to cancel Hi-Fi Rush. I'm not mad at it. I can't wait to keep playing it, but it's just those little some, things like, eh. It's got some issues, but um, it, it's a video game. 
What yeah. do you want to do, I guess? Um, all right. So uh, wonderful that you are enjoying these games. Uh, wonderful that we are kind of in, in tune on our <laughs> high fire rush um, uh, uh, criticisms. Let's yeah. uh, let's dig into what we brought you here for, and that is cosplaying. So, um, as most people know, I think there's a lot of interesting things that happen, and by interesting, I mean kind of shitty <laughs> things that happen <laughs> when you are black and you are cosplaying. So, we're gonna dig into some of those things. We're gonna try to keep it um, both serious and a little light, and have a little fun with it. So, uh, yeah, let's. We're ten minutes in. Let's get started. Um, cool. So I've noticed recently and before, but more recently, your connection to cosplaying. Um, what is actually your connection to cosplaying? Um, yeah, my connection is just as uh, bare-bones, surface level as it can be. I'm a hobbyist cosplayer from time to time. Um, I get a lot of enjoyment out of the play part rather than the cause part, as in I'm not a terrific crafter. Mm-hmm. But it's also nice to have a hobby and just look at something and say, ooh, I made that. And it's not perfect, and it doesn't need to be because it's what I tried to do. Yeah. And that's nice. Um, apparently, sewing with fleece is not easy. I found that out. Uh, <laughs> sewing with fleece. It yeah. sounds hard. As, out of all the fabrics I could choose, I chose like a, like a soft fleece. And I don't know if it was my, my sewing machine or just the, what I was doing. Because, again, hobbyist who didn't do a lot of research. But uh, a little, you know, the blood, sweat, and tears behind it. Um, no blood, though, this time. Uh, <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, I did prick myself with the... I had to do a little bit of hand sewing, and I definitely stabbed my finger, and no blood came out. So that's either good or bad. I don't know. But my connection is just, you know, I like to cosplay, go to conventions, um, photo shoots with some friends, and just uh, enjoy the hobby, you know? Very cool. Um, And so what are some cosplays you've done? Ooh, uh, a lot. Um, I think the first cosplay cosplay I did that wasn't just a uh like a halloween costume like i've been linked for halloween <laughs> and stuff mm-hmm. uh, but the first time i went somewhere with the intention of cosplaying was uh probably finn the human oh um, my mom made me his uh, little green backpack and ears and i still have them and this was when i was still back in college um I've cosplayed finn mm-hmm. uh finn uh fn2 uh Finn from Star Wars, I've cosplayed as. Oh, awesome. Um, both Finns. Yeah, both Finns. And I've combined them before to be Finn, Finn the human kind of Amazing. thing. Amazing. At a, at a water park once. Um, but I, yeah, cosplayed Finn before, you know, there was any merch for The Force Awakens. I had no intention of seeing it. Saw it after Christmas one time with a friend. <laughs> and they were like, yo, my dad has a, like a, a pilot jacket. Let's just slap some sticky felt on there and call it a day. So <laughs> um, then I got his license jacket up in Finn. Um, I've been garter belt. Uh, from painting stocking with garter belt. Oh, interesting. Which uh, kind of put us in the out of what I've seen at the local conventions that put us in the upper echelon of painting stocking cosplayers. Hmm. Um, because we actually had a garter belt that was black and had garter belt. Um, luckily, never seen anyone blackface as him. You know, respect. You know, just seen some white guys cosplay him, and it was like, hey, you, you didn't do anything across yeah. the line. But mm-hmm. they wouldn't have all three of them, and I'm like, with the first time I've seen all three, this is great. Amazing. Um, most recently I was, uh, Sophie, um, from Persona 5 Strikers. I can't remember if it was Sophie or Sophia in that form. Uh, her code name was just that. And then, um, Ichiban Kasuga from, uh, Like a Dragon or Yakuza 7 Like a Dragon. And I'm upset when I played that game because I used to have long hair and it would have worked perfectly as a cosplay for him. But I, I played the game like the next year. I'm like, I'm not doing, I'm not going that out again. It's it's too much to maintain. So lots of lots of different stuff over the spectrum. Cadence from Crypto the Necro Dancer or Cadence of Hyrule. Uh, all over the place. I've been a punk rock version of Princess or of Queen Rosalina, Princess Rosalina, Interesting. whichever the Rosalina is from from Mario, mm-hmm. uh, Goddess Rosalina, whatever your preferred uh, title is. So lots of different things all over the spectrum of characters. Amazing. Very good. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Now, um, are there any cosplays you're planning on doing? Anything you hope to do? Oh, I mean, I could pull up this little notes app that I have. Uh, <laughs> I don't have an iPhone, it's not a notes app, but I like to keep a running list because every now and then when I go to start making something, I need to remember, like, what is it that I actually have the skill to do versus want to do or can do a twist? Um, like, mm-hmm. I've done a twist on Lucio because I'm not the best at foam working. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just do a version with, like, a... I'll make a hockey jersey and make some fake braids, but uh, 
I want to uh, I want to improve my uh, Eraserhead costume for My Hero Academia. Mm. Maybe do like his suit and sweatpants costume. Uh, I w- I've actually done a costume that was I'm not going to do it anymore, but it was a. Uh, uh, you know how Loki has variants and like Rick yes. and Morty has variants. Mm-hmm. So I was like a Rick from the Loki verse kind of thing. That's amazing. Um, which I'm not going to do it anymore, but it was a cool costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cinderace from Pokemon, some more Sonics, uh, maybe a character from Slay the Spire. And I want to be Echo from Arcane um, or, or from his true damage costume. Um, but I'm not sure. So lots of different stuff. Just, I want to, I want to be chai now. Cause I'm like, I think I could do that. Yeah. I think my foam skills can make his, guitar sword jump yeah, yeah. thing so nothing i don't know what's on the horizon but a lot of different things i want to do maybe go back and like add some lights to some costumes um try to do some fun stuff with that yeah very cool very cool yeah now to get into the kind of rougher part of this discussion yeah let's get uh, spicy <laughs> black cosplayers um often get a lot of scrutiny online especially um you know it, it, there's a kind of a famous TikTok now. Um, Hanada isn't black. Um, that oh, yeah, I see then, go around almost every time. Then prove this. <laughs> yes. Um, almost every time there's a, a, a discussion about black cosplaying, um, that video pops up. So um, what are some things that you'd like to first say to the cosplay community about the treatment of black cosplayers? First and foremost, just relax, y'all. Like, it ain't that <laughs> sure. serious. Um I mean, if we're being 100% honest, it kind of goes back to this whole, um, people will do this with fan art, and you have to admit one of two things in order to be a proper racist. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Follow me on this, but they'll say, you're like, yo, like, how come they made Goku white in that one movie? And like, well, Goku's an alien. It's like, well, yeah, but he was based off, like, Asian people, and, you know, being in, like, in an anime, all these characters are most likely Japanese unless it's, like, Full Metal Alchemist or, like, Attack on Titan or something. So they'll always say, this character is not black. I'm like, well, they're not white either, yeah. but you haven't had a complaint about any of these people cosplaying those characters. Sure. Um, so you either have to admit, first off, that these characters are specific ethnicity and your first argument was BS, or you have to just be chill and say, it's a, look, man, you're just wearing a costume. You're not doing, at worst, black face and at like least controversial, some kind of white face. Like No one's doing that to be a character. You know, I didn't paint my face white to be cadence i just put on a wig you know um the other thing i would say is you know talk to i'm not saying necessarily you call me but anybody who has like wants to know other perspectives talk to femme people more because just as femme people in general get far more scrutiny Mm -hmm. um especially if you know people can pick on something right like i'm just like a moderate dude who's like skinny and out of but out of shape so people will see me and they don't feel the need to tear me down but there's also not a lot they can grab onto sure um like the worst insult i got was i had a profile when i did like a human sonic profile pick and someone's like yeah i see you in your your uh profile pic with your crappy blue wig i'm like it is a crappy blue wig i'm not sure if you were trying to hurt my feelings but yeah that was a trash wig that i bought because i was too poor to for like an art of wigs one um but you know so that's the most i've ever got to my face that was like intended to hurt me i did have someone say something accidentally offensive it was accidental to them it was offensive automatically to me (laughs) Um, so i was out for halloween once Mm -hmm. um i was with two friends uh, my one friend was of uh, Latino uh, descendants, um, but I, he just was wearing, like, a hat. Like, he didn't have, like, a specific costume. So this one drunk guy comes up to us while we're out at the club. He's like, I know what you guys are. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Um, he correctly identified my friend as Mike Tomlin, which is, when you're in Pittsburgh, I guess you could be like, yeah, he's he's a guy wearing a Steelers hoodie with sunglasses and a headset. It's clearly Mike Tomlin. Fine. Wow. He points to my friend, who is not, and says, you're a Mexican, and we're like, uh, and then he looks to me and says, you're Black Zelda. And I'm like, first off, you shouldn't just, it, and the guy's like, that's, he, he says what his ethnicity is, but I don't want to, you know, like dox him or anything. Sure. And then I was like, first off, I'm, I'm Link, so if you can quote unquote offend a gamer, you yeah. got the character wrong. Oh yeah, you completely <laughs> wrong character. But also you don't have to say Black Link or Zelda, you can just say Zelda. Yeah. Um, it's not like I was specifically, you know, wearing like braided yellow hair or something like that, or did a quote unquote thug cosplay or some right. version of it. You know what I mean? Um, I was just a guy wearing a tunic and a hat, man. I'm just, you know, it would have been less insulting to just say I'm one of Santa's elves. That would have probably sure. been accurate. Um, 
But as far as other like, people in general, they just relax, man. We're just cosplaying a character we like. That's it, man. It's it's cosplay. Like, why are you take it so seriously yeah, yeah, to get yeah, mad yeah. about us? You know. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't actively cosplay, and I don't know that it is because of the kind of vitriol I see from certain people that I haven't. But it's definitely a deterrent, and sure, I I can see how a lot of people, um would be like i i don't think i could do it um unless they introduce like actual black characters because it it's hard to get into it if you're not um if if you're not given the i guess the you know the platter of black characters you're allowed to cosplay so to speak and it sucks it it sucks to say something like that um but it feels like that must be the thinking behind why a lot of black cosplayers or a lot of black people who want to become cosplayers do not yeah i'd say that's a a big portion of it also you know you know internal fear um you know that's if we're just just speaking about like you know fear for black people sure like i'd say a lot of people i I think are just a little bit self-conscious about it before you even get to the racism which is definitely there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i never really thought about it because for whatever reason that wasn't the kind of racist my hometown was. <laughs> like, oh. they would just say, like, they would just point out that you're a black person in general, like, just to mess with you. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was bad, but they wouldn't be like, Goku's not black. They're like, it was kind of, we both knew that. Um, so Someone they wouldn't said like, it was, haha, you're black, Goku. No, they would just be like, haha, you're black. It's Tuesday in the middle of, of August. Oh, like, it wasn't, sure. it had nothing to do yep, with the costume. It. it was just regular racism. It's and then sometimes weird. that re- regular racism was on Halloween. But as far as dressing up like a character, like, I was Sora for one Halloween. No one said, you're black, Sora, even though, like, I didn't even have a wig. It was just, you know, I had my braids. And everyone's like, yeah, you're Sora from Kingdom Hearts, right? Like, that's cool. It's like so. It's really weird to deal with people that are racist, but not the kind of racist that online anime fans are. Sure, right? Like it's exhausting to be a different kind of racist. Please yeah, stop. I, Just be the racist I want you to be. <laughs> I, I know how to deal with that, right? Like, sure. Um, I get what you're saying. They're like, Goku's not black. I'm like, Goku's not real. Like, why is this? The, why is this the racist hill you want to die on? You, right. You know? mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people are worried about that. Is like the online, like, because when I started dressing up and cosplaying, I had a Twitter account. Mm-hmm. People had Twitter just to follow celebrities back in what, like 2012. Like, every now and then you might tweet at like an artist or something and get a response because there were so few people. So there wasn't as much of a culture. Like it, it was slightly before the interconnectedness of everything. Mm-hmm. So if someone had a problem with me being a black cosplayer, they would have had to tell me directly to my face, and no one's good. Like that's uncomfortable to do. I think even for bad people, because it's such a. You have to admit that you care about that thing to begin with. Like, hey, uh, Elric's not black. I'm like, why do you know about that? Like, I could just try to throw it at you. Sure. Which isn't the solution, but, you know, no one wants to... No one's going to give you something that's, like, that much of a layup to get back. Or just they didn't... They, they just thought... Like, they didn't care. I don't know. Like, I think about, like, cartoons and TV. Maybe just because there wasn't, like, Twitter and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, when Blackish came out, people were like, there's black people. I'm like, what, family matters? Like, fresh, how are we going backwards? Like, sure. <laughs> not that yeah, racism yeah. was ever fixed, but I feel like people didn't seem to get mad about it as much. And then maybe that's just because I didn't have to hear those people. I assume that's all it is, but. It, there's definitely a very um, online too much element to all of this. Um, yeah. Where I guess there, you, you just start seeing the opinions of. People you wouldn't normally see if there were no, if there was no such thing as Twitter or Facebook, um, yeah. and you, you know everyone kind of lives in a certain kind of pocket until you get onto the internet and you see like idiots, right? Like, yeah. like there's very little reason for me to like know who Steven Crowder is, for example. Like, right? Yeah, yeah, I didn't go look him up. Like, no, absolutely. <laughs> um, Matt Walsh, especially. Like, I don't need to know who these guys are as as a tangent. The upside is, like, you know, you and I would have met without Twitter, but, you know, that take the good, you take the bad, right? Yeah. Um, but as far, I think the reason I was able to do it is just because I was able to get ahead of surveillance, I guess. By, like, a year. I'm not back in the damn, like, it was literally 10 years ago kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so what I would recommend anyone who's afraid of it um, is just, 
you know, if, if you are afraid of the online backlash, I would just not, like, take pictures or something. Um, which, again, it's not on you to have to deal with that. But if you want to just dip your toe in, um, I would just try. I would still try. I, I don't like the idea of racists taking away our joy. Um, that's one thing. What I, uh, At the actual convention scene, um, so many people, you know, I can only go by, like, the not quite Midwest, Midwest, you know, I guess Pittsburgh's not the Midwest or the East coast. Um, (laughs) that's cool, I guess, but we're also both. Um, so like in Pittsburgh and even Columbus where there are those kind of people out in the towns, the convention people seem to just not care to interact with people like in any kind of way, like they'll do messed up stuff like where like, ah, he got merch or we'll have like signs that are kind of not appropriate, you know? Um, like I think I saw somebody with like a Kekistan flag at Colossal Con once, which is like cool, man. Like you could just say you're a Nazi, but you'd be slick about it. Um, yeah. So you'll see that stuff, but those people don't bother you because good conventions have enough like harassment policies that they will kick you out. And is, is it really worth it to go up to somebody like Goku's not black? Oh, I got kicked out and I can't use my seventy dollar ticket. Like was right. that really was it really worth it for a not funny not joke? Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of good harassment policies, which is not to say every convention is safe or, or meets their goal. But, I mean, I've had some busted-ass cosplay, and no one's even told me they were bad. Like, like slam dunks of, that ain't what that costume looks like, my guy. Um, <laughs> sure. it's, mostly, it's mostly just, uh, you know, it's a fan convention. So people are there to appreciate things. Um, I would say if you feel that you can dip your toes in, it's worth it just to go to, like, your local convention, maybe start with something small or store-bought you don't have to make it yourself you can get things secondhand um just kind of see the atmosphere you know dip your toes in just go in plain clothes and you're like your favorite nerdy t-shirt see the see the atmosphere and maybe that'll let you know how those people are you know because i know these racists are running around these conventions don't get Mm -hmm. me wrong i'm not saying they're not that i would never be that ridiculous but you know dip your toe in and you know unless you feel unsafe I'd, i'd say it's worth it just to like see the atmosphere and if you get comfortable to post it go for it and you know it's yeah I, I think there's just a lot of people who want to tear people down and i think it's mm-hmm. um i guess it's possible i've never had a good enough cosplay to get enough attention sure because <laughs> um, i get like maybe five retweets on like a good costume maybe like most of my followers will like a picture on instagram because it's people i know mm-hmm. they're all people that want to follow me anyway so they're not going to come up with that bs um so maybe if I had a nice, a really nice costume, it would pop off and people would be like, Ichiban's not black. And I'm like, haha, debatable, which is not, <laughs> but like, I would say that cause you're not going to stop me from having fun. But yeah, it's, I, I can understand that being a fear for a lot of people. It helps if you can find a group of friends that are interested to go to just to, like I said, to get your feet wet. Um, and if you want to start, there are a couple, like, I think there's like four black characters that are decent to cosplay. Sure. You can always start with one of them if you like. Um, that's not what I did because again I just was Finn the human which no one cared because it's everyone can be Finn um, sure but you know also you could try wearing masks too uh, I think there's a lot of Naruto characters that have masks if you don't want you know maybe you just want to be completely incognito uh, I know there's a lot of furries that are like that mm-hmm. um, they're very shy and stuff like that so people make great costume and they will never know what's underneath that it's just another way to go around it if, if, if that's something you want to do um, but I think you have cosplayed some black characters and I, I think there is an anxiety that I think a lot of people have, but especially, you know, people of color that have to deal with these racist takes is that, um, oh man, I'm not going to look exactly like my costume. People are going to yes. say it's bad. And, yes. you know, most people aren't going to tell you your cosplay is bad. And I will just say as a, in a good way, your first cosplay is probably going to be bad because what skills have you developed to make one? That's sure. You have to make a bad one first. Um, and if you're like me, you'll make bad ones for a long time and you'll be proud of every little improvement you make because it's a hobby, you know? It's, um, you don't get to be like a, who's like the famous ones, like a, like a Yaya Han or Jessica Negri, like on your first day, you know, to right. name just two popular cosplayers back from my day. I don't know who the kids like today. <laughs> who do the kids like today? Put it in the comments and <laughs> yeah, on so- Twitter. Who do the kids like today yeah, for cosplaying? Know. Um, but your first one will be bad, but no one's going to, no one's going to tell you about that unless they're a huge jackass and everyone will tell that person they're being a jackass. Like I I had someone tell one of my friends that their costume wasn't that great. 
and then we saw what that person was wearing. We we're like, okay, it's not a contest, but like, if it was, you're losing. Like, well, yeah, how, how dare you? Like, yeah, there's you can't, you can't be an elitist when you have. <laughs> it was so weird. Is uh, I'm trying to like, think of the saying, but it's like you know, check check your own house before you th- throw a stone or something like that. Like, yeah, don't, don't throw stones from a glass house. And like, buddy, your house is looking pretty transparent. Like, yeah, right. Um, and it was again, if we had seen that person just randomly, we would never be like, your cosplay sucks. But like after you said yours is bad, mine's gonna be so good, and then we see it, we're like, oh man, I think you rolled the dice and got snake eyes, my man. Like, yeah, that's, right. Um, so super funny. It was it was oh that whole weekend, man. One day off off podcast, not because anything personal, but just because it's not the topic. But we just went through a hell of a con, and it was oh, it was a horror story. <laughs> I haven't been to a convention so, in years. You know, you could trust people you meet at conventions, but don't necessarily trust that they have the greatest friends because sure. little networks can make weird things. Like yes, the person they invited was cool, but their friend wasn't kind of thing. So it's mm-hmm. a whole. Uh, we we were over it by the end of that, but it brought us closer together as the friends who were part of that like satellite group. Uh, go with people you trust. You know that's also a good thing because there's yeah. drinking and stuff at conventions Absolutely. occasionally. So, yes. um, there's a saying I heard a comedian say, is, <laughs> and this is more illicit. I, I have no experience with this, but they said don't take shrooms around someone you wouldn't cry around. Yes, which um, I don't I know how that. true that is, but that makes sense. And it's yeah, don't go to. Don't hang out with people that you can't drink around. Right, yeah. Um, if you cannot relax around this person, don't try to relax around them. Yeah, you know, don't go to a convention with somebody that you can't drink around also. Um, because they might be tempted and it's a high-stress environment for some people. Um, if you get con crunch. I mean, the way I am, we just we go, we drink, we just have a good time. And we go to the down to the show floor for a couple hours, take pictures and call it. You know, it's I have no goal when I cosplay. Well, my goal is I hope one person takes my picture. That if that <laughs> happens, success. My day is made. You know, perfect. Uh, yeah. I love it. Sorry to go on for so long. No, that was you, perfect. You sly dog, you got me out here monologue. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Um, so let's try to. Uh, even though you've introduced a lot of black joy, I think let's try to shift to a little bit more black joy. Who are some oh, black yeah. cosplayers out there you'd like to shout out? Um, and are there any communities or anything like that that folks can follow and look out for? Um, not sure about communities. Um, I can find something on Twitter briefly. Um, I know on Twitter they're just doing like a, you know, Black History Month is great. But it's hard to navigate because everybody's excited. Yeah, so like my Twitter's almost unusable, but like in a good way for once. Right. <laughs> um, you're scrolling down like okay, okay, okay. Um, but there's one that's like a black video game character every day, and I don't think it's a bot, so it's not going to be affected by that different convo. Um, but I think they'll still post that. But as far as some actual cosplayers that are people, um, I will just start with the order I met them. Um, cause I've met all these people in person. Um, so one people may have seen, um, she's, she's a cosplayer by the name of Aka Kiyoga. Um, she does really nice costumes, a lot of different stuff. Um, some really nice cosplays, nice person. Every time I've run into her, mm-hmm. uh, we actually had a random meeting once. I just said, Hey, I like, I like your Arisa costume. I'm Lucio. Could we take a selfie? And then I go home and find out she's a bunch of followers so it's like hey it's cool i met like a sort of a celebrity Mm -hmm. Uh, so she's really cool excellent crafter does a lot of just you know gorgeous costumes um it looks like it's just from the game or the property so that's dope uh second person i met uh was a guy called uh swaggy cosplayer Uh, he does a lot of foam work so if you're into like some of like armor reinterpretations of costumes um you might find some stuff there. Like, he did a static shock that has a little bit more armor than you might think. Uh, I think I ran into him at a convention, and he was Darkwing Duck with a guy that was Launchpad. And uh, two of my friends and I were the, the nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, from the uh, DuckTales reboot, mm-hmm. where they actually looked different and had personalities. Um, so he's some he's somebody you could follow. Uh, a lot of different... One of the largest outputs I've ever seen, too. Um, and then the last person that I've met more recently was, uh, when I was uh, working at convention, uh, Neko Yasha, um, she does a lot of cool costumes too. Um, and you can catch them doing a lot of stuff. Uh, one panel I saw them do was about, um, like wrestling costuming. Interesting. Um, yeah. With wrestling being more and more of an accepted fandom, I think. Yeah. 
at least, you know, I'm 32 currently. And the whole thing we went through was like, do you guys even know wrestling's fake? And then over time it was like, oh, that's actually the good part about it. You yeah, know? yeah. This is ridiculous. And once you stop saying, well, all the all the matches are predetermined, you're like, oh, yeah, but it's just a show. You know, it's yeah. they started doing these stunts, whether or not, like, yeah, that guy knew he was about to get pile-drivered. But they found a way to do it where he didn't break his neck, which is impressive. Um, so she did some like kind of discussion about how you can find materials and ways to do that, especially as they are. Um, they stopped doing like WWE Divas, I think was the brand name, and just did like the women's division. Yeah. Um, and the women have a lot more autonomy over like their appearance and um, at least talking to a lot of uh, sapphic people I know and, you know, just anyone who likes women of any gender. They're like, these women are still sexy, but they're not, like, objectified, right? Mm-hmm. They're not coming out in a bikini and, like, I guess, unless that's, like, their personality. Um, and there's a lot of cool concepts for costumes and stuff like that. So I've seen them uh, do lots of different stuff, like, sort mm-hmm. of just fashion, cosplay, wrestling stuff. So it's three people you can go check out that I, uh, I've i met them and they've always been, you know, I yeah. can't speak for everybody all the time, but I've had good interactions with all three of these people and... Black people, yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. <laughs> yes. Now, let's bring it into a little bit more of a gaming focus. Um, let's go gamers. I've has, I, I actually, we actually talked about this a little at the top of the show, but I'd like to kind of revisit it this time. Um, and I've asked the question before, I think, on previous um, Black History Month episodes. And this might be the question I always end on with everyone. Um, but we have seen a little bit, a little bit of an uptick with black protagonists in certain video games. Um, Deathloop comes to mind, especially um, for the kind of like uh, Bethesda-esque gameplay that people like a lot. You know, the, the, um, oh, what's that game called? Uh, You know, the one with the rats. Yeah. Dishonored. Dishonored, Um, yeah, I was going to say. People really loved the Dishonored (laughs) stuff and... Bioshock, it feels very Bioshocky. So you know, there's like an uptick in some black protagonists, antagonists, even um, you know, some main focus on black characters. So um, the real question for today is, what genres or themes of video games do you think is lacking in black protagonists, aside from all of them? Oh, I got real close to the mic. I wanted to do a thing. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. yeah, bes- besides gotcha. all of them, um, I'm going to say. It's, it's so hard because you're right. Um, my go-to answer was sort of, man, I like to see us outside of just sports. And then I thought, well, what about like fake sports? I feel like you don't, <laughs> like you're... Fake sports. Like you're like a like sort of, uh, I think Dodgeball Academia had like a generically brown protagonist. But like mm-hmm. I'm thinking of like your Dodgeball Academia, like any kind of blitz ball, things that are, mm. this is sport, but it's not a real sport. Sure. Um, I feel like, I, I don't know if we're there. I haven't played enough of those games. Um, but what I, what I do want to say, like, thematically is things that aren't based in, like, realism graphics. Okay. Because um, I think about, like, Deathloop and Forspoken. Those games aren't realistic, but they look like, like, humans, yeah. you know? Very, not like um, a, like a cartoon. Kind of mocap-y. Yeah, like, mocap-y, stuff like that. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I feel like I don't see us as much in, like, just, like, the random art things, like, the really artsy stuff, or even, like, anime-ish stuff. That'd be, that'd be a cool place to be. Um, yeah, as far as themes, I, I I feel like it's hard to say what we're missing from thematically because it's just games in general. Um, but just joy stories, you know. Mm. Um, that said, I, I know I said at the top of the show that it would be there might be like a problematic reading if you had like like a dummy protagonist that was black but like what about like a himbo dummy protagonist you know not like a i would like a black himbo yeah like not that i'm uneducated but just more of like a uh so how like how do you jump again like that kind of tongue-in-cheek character who you know like give us like a give us a himbo like black person character you know like let us be the the lovable goofballs you know absolutely i agree Um, with that but um, I, I'm just trying to think of the problem is I don't play enough games as much as I like to look at stuff about games, so I forget. Sure. Or like, I don't know. Like, we're not. I play like Sonic and Overwatch, and there are black people in Overwatch, and there's not really people in Sonic. So like, uh, <laughs> I'm not really missing from that game other than I guess Eggman and the president. But that's, I think that's we fine. all agree. <laughs> 
like unilaterally and if you don't then you're definitely a racist that knuckles is black yeah yeah like everyone agrees on that yeah the coding was very very strong on him although i i can't say that i'm sad he didn't get kissed by a black woman i'm not sad about that like i I don't mind that she wasn't black that's fine like that that could be someone else's issue to have to deal with in which game is this uh sonic 06 like uh oh yes okay the princess kissing him i'm fine that that wasn't a black woman like that's fine um yeah i'm not gonna lose a lot of sleep yeah we don't want to be in the bad game i don't need to be in the bad you know it's fine Uh, put us in the game only Um, I do appreciate that non-racists don't try to code Shadow as black. Like, he had a gun, and they're like, no, he's not black. Yeah, okay. (laughs) You know what? Um, Good for them. (laughs) I have seen people draw Shadow as black, but, like, with Rouge and Omega, just more of, like, the their aesthetics color match it. But those people also tend to make Sonic black, too, so it's not like it's... Oh, okay. I was also... My brain for a minute was like, oh, so what, all the evil people are black and also a robot? That's messed up. It's messed up, but they're like the people that, that have the most realistic friendship with each yeah, other. Yeah, that's true. Like we see so often that Rouge and Shadow like do care about each other, and there's a lot of times like, yo, Sonic tells actually friends, or they just keep telling us that. No, but you're right though. You're right. Um, what else? What else? What other themes? Yeah, I don't know. Just I would like to see us in more cartoony stuff because that's what I tend to like, and I think that's where all the advancement has been is like our mocapy games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Those are the big money makers. Like, I, so that's fine too, I suppose. I still, and I will probably say this every episode if I decide to ask this question every episode, but I still want to see a true, like, survival horror game with a black person. And I want to see both sides of the, like, the spectrum, right? So most black people would say, like, they're not there's not gonna be a black person in a horror <laughs> game because they're gonna leave right and i i do want to see the black person in a survival horror game who's like oh hell no i have to go and you basically spend your your entire kind of um interaction with that character with it being rooted in the ideas that most of us already share but i also yeah. want to see the opposite where black chris redfield who yeah, just goes like in. black leon kennedy who's like hello does anyone need help oh no zombies yeah well i want to i want to see both because as much as it is the joke is all people of color are just saying nope yeah we just and, well, i say poc like not just black people um but i specifically are like i'm getting out of here but i think that makes a scarier game yeah. Um, because I watched my uh, I watched my fiance play through Resident Evil Eight, and Homeboy's like cracking jokes, like bad one-liners. It's like, yeah, he's scared, but is he really afraid? Right. And then when I'm Chris Redfield, I'm like, he can punch the zombies. Like, he's afraid to get overwhelmed, probably, but he's not really afraid. Yeah. But a, a protagonist like, I'm scared shitless, and I tried to get out of this. Yeah. I think that can translate to the player. Yeah, that's very uh, true. What I, I also yeah, what I also want to see actually now that you mention it is a. Uh, I guess we kind of have it, but when I played through the Yakuza game, um, it's just so funny seeing how much people just like the idea of Yakuza games. Yeah. This game about, like, just criminals, and they are lovable. It's kind of funny that, yeah, I know I'm going to go kill this guy, but let me play Go-Kart for four hours first is funny. Um, and we kind of got it in Grand Theft Auto, mm-hmm. but I want to see something that's, like, black, like, organized crime to a degree, but, like, played sympathetically. Sure. You know, like in, in San Andreas, like we feel bad for CJ for having to come back into the gang life, but ultimately, like, man, these are bad dudes for the most part. Like, yeah. granted, they don't play the cops as the good guys, which is good. Like, Officer Ten Pennies, a bad. Yeah, everyone in the game is bad people. Choice. Pretty. Yeah, everyone's bad except for maybe CJ, but that's sort of the whole Ludo narrative thing, where he's like, he keeps saying how much he doesn't want to do this, but when you go off script and kill somebody, he doesn't seem upset about it. Yeah. So, but gameplay is different than story. But I want to see one that's like, yo, we are criminals, like the way the Yakuza are, but we're also going to go bowling for, yeah. for, for for four hours or like help the marginalized people because we're doing this for our community, not to hurt people, which is the story for some people. You know, I don't think most people get into either organized crime or any kind of crime, really, for the goal of hurting people. Like, is it illegal? Yes. Do do we wish the systems were in place for this not to be the case? Sure. But when... And I can only really go fully off the one Yakuza game, but when Ichiban got into the Yakuza, it's because he fell into some trouble, name-dropped the Yakuza, they came and saved him and said, hey, don't mess with us anymore. And he's like, I want to help you guys. Like, I owe you my life. And 
and he had no prospects. He was born in a soap house. Like, okay, cool. So how many, you know, instead of being Ichiban, maybe your name is like, you know, Jacob or, you know, the, the stereotypical Jamal. And you were in a bad way, said you knew the gang leader up the street. He got called down and was like, yeah, I know this guy, but he doesn't know. He's like, don't ever mess with that our street name again. So you go out of your way to, like, pay you back for your life. And then... Mm-hmm. Yeah, some dudes die, some drugs get stolen, and then you also like run into a guy, like run into a club where a guy's doing like diaper play, and you're like, oh no, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to be here. You know? I guess it's like how violent do you want it, right? Because like I'm thinking about it, and that's almost San Andreas, and it's all also like, um, oh, what's that one game? Uh, True Crime Streets of New York was like that, um, where you're like a, a cop, and also you were once a drug dealer. Um, and, and in a gang and, you know, cop narrative is bad, but anyway, um, sure. but the, the idea is still there, right? That you are like doing something kind of icky because you have to, or that you feel, um, some kind of draw to it because it's saving your life and the lives of others, despite the fact that it's ruining also like many, many, many other lives. Um, yeah, and I have to I, wonder if, like, the difference is that Yakuza, for the most part, the violence is, um, it, you're not attacking, like, random citizens. You're getting into, like, scripted fights, almost. Yeah, at least in the RPG one, all the people you fight, I mean, you fight some some vagrants, which is probably not the greatest. They tend to start the fight with you, um, which I understand. But most of the people you fight are, like, Yakuza, other Yakuza from other uh, rival families. So, like, yeah, most of the people you're fighting are just other criminals, you know. I don't think you have the capacity to hurt a civilian uh, or whatever you want to call people that aren't Yakuza-affiliated. So, like, who really gets hurt in this? By your hand, you know, because Ichiban is so, like, uh, directly tries to be a good person through yeah, everything. Yeah. So, I'm like, I don't think I hurt a single, like, innocent good person in that whole entire game by accident or not. Um... And I think, yeah, like, the Grand Theft Auto stuff, I, I think maybe the tone is based on, like, they wanted to do a little bit of shock humor. Also, there wasn't, like, the transphobic jokes on the radio in Yakuza, so that was a little oh, bit better to do. absolutely. For sure. Um, but there was also just a difference in tone of, like, the, the humor was a little bit di- It was more of, like, the absurdity rather than, like, trying to do funny moments, I guess. Yeah, uh, I agree. So, I, I, you're right. And it is similar, and it could just be that kind of crime is so different than crime that's local to us. So maybe it just felt like, aha, this is something that I have not seen quite as much versus when you, like, I don't know, you don't want to go around glorifying, like, violence or, like, violent groups. Yeah. But it almost seemed like they were, <laughs> it felt like they were glorifying the concept of the Yakuza, but not what they did. Right. right? And it's like... It's the loyalty, the brotherhood, the, like, hey, we were in a family together, like, why would you betray us? Like, oh, you're going to fight me? Like, no, I just want to talk you down. Like, that's a little different than, you know, having to fight the ballers in San Andreas. Like, no, it's just yeah, shoot on sight. Yeah, over like, tur- turf and... Yeah, it, it, it felt a little different. Um, and that might just be, I haven't played San Andreas in a while, and that game was fun. But the, I, I guess there's just a difference between what American... An American studio might think is a little bit goofy versus what a Japanese studio might sure. consider a little bit goofy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it could just be one of the had a sense of humor that resonated with me in a way that didn't make me feel like I was laughing at something offensive. Right. Which, yeah. that's part of Grand Theft Auto's shtick. And I still think the most of, the most shocking thing they could do when they release their next game is have a black female protagonist. That would piss off the most people, and that's what they liked, used to do. And but it seems like we're going there. Yeah, what Bonnie and Clyde kind of thing? Yeah, GTA Six Lady Lady Edition. Yeah, some get people are already nerds. mad, and I'm like, dog, like, it's okay. Sure you're gonna get to kill people, like, yeah. What? You will still get a gun in a car. It's fine. You'll it's, be fine. <laughs> they said, "What is Grand Theft Auto going woke now?" I'm like, "Hey, man, I hate to break it to you, but Grand Theft Auto always kind of had like that South Park kind of woke. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, we we want to make racist jokes, but ultimately we are on the side of people who actually believe this stuff are wrong, even if we're joking about it, which doesn't necessarily make it good, but, but it is it is a difference. <laughs> it is certainly a way to do video games. Yeah, and you know." Which is not to say that Grand Theft Auto wasn't bigoted, but they, you know, every now and then they would make a point that you're like, okay, I, I, I see a political point that I agree with 
conceptually here. Yep, but yep. yeah, I want to see black people just in a lot more spots where they get to be the heroes, even if they, you know, I, I, it's, I'll steal the phrase, I'm going to support black rights and black wrongs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in video games, of course, you know. It's, exactly. In video games, of course. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. Yeah. Well, we are basically at the end of this episode. Dom, thank you for being on. Thank you for the great conversation. Um, yeah, really went on and on for a while, but where uh, where can people find you on the internet if you want to be found? Man, I'll tell you what. Um, I'll if you tell just, you what. <laughs> it's coming back. Um, <laughs> if you want to find me anywhere, search uh, um, Brother Dom. Um, that's where you can find me. Most places I want to be found. And if I don't want you to find me there, I will either have a different name or be a locked account. Um, or maybe if there's an underscore, but if you really want to find me, just search, you know, I like Linktree, really, because who knows where Twitter will be when mm-hmm. you hear this. Um, if you hear it on release, I'll be there, but who knows if you hear this in a year. <laughs> um, you can find my podcast, if I'm allowed to plug that. Yes. Um, characterreveal.simplecast.com. Or on Twitter at character rev, so that'll be two R's in the middle there. Character then rev. Um, we do a podcast that is supposed to be about interviewing people and getting to know them um, more than typical interview basis. So something like this, but in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I love what you do here. You're not asking me like, hey, how did you find the internet? Um, <laughs> so you can find us there. But right now we're kind of in a in a streak of doing like weekly recaps with a bit of a a social justice bend as well as just being goofy. Um, we like to call ourselves the queerest podcast on the internet. That's not true, but if no one else is going to claim I mean, the title, <laughs> we'll take it. You, you're in the running, that's for sure. We'll take it, but that's yeah, for sure. Uh, character reveal or uh, brother Dom anywhere I, uh, I want to be found. Pretty much everyone on the internet, good branding, whatnot. Very good, very good. And on other episodes of this podcast, that actually. is true. Yes, you can indeed find more of Dom on this show. So go listen to it, bubs. Um, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. All right, as always, you could find me at Comedies Gaming on Twitter, and you can find the Weekly Cooldown as well on Twitter at WK Cooldown. Be sure to visit the Weekly Cooldown Facebook page. Visit WKCooldown.com for more news and other episodes. Be sure to leave a review or comment on Apple Podcast. Um, actually, I think you can only leave a comment if you leave a review, so just do both it's great uh five stars thanks be sure to check out the links in the description including of course our humble bundle for this week and remember that you can support your favorite charities and support the show uh this month for black history month i'm also doing a little extra project for uh black history month um and it will be a bonus episodes about ttrpg characters um specifically black t- uh ttrpgers and their characters so listen out for some bonus episodes from some ttrpgers um i will do one so you can get to know my characters as well and yeah it should be fun um hopefully we get some other folks excited about playing tabletop games despite recent crazy tabletop news um there's a lot of good stuff out there i promise yeah honestly you can still play the bad one it's it's still good even though it's bad um (laughs) our logo and art is done by corgi and follow doghouse corgi and on twitter d-o-g-h-o-u-s-e-c-o-r-g-i-a-n doghouse corgi and on twitter our intro music is done by ricky find ricky on twitter uh, at dog noise d-o-g underscore n-o-i-a-c dog underscore noise um, and yeah, that's all for the weekly cooldown. I am Kami Jace. I'm Dom. <laughs> that you are. That you are. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.